Hello, you're listening to Sending the Experts with Georgina Durant. This podcast is all about teaching and supporting children and young people with special educational needs and disabilities, SEND. My name is Georgina Durant. I'm the host of this podcast brought to you by Twinkle SEND. As a former teacher in Senko myself, I wanted to create a platform to share some of the amazing things that my guests are doing to support learners of SEND. So whether you're listening on your commute, tuning in whilst walking your dog or curled up on the sofa with a nice cup of coffee, thank you so much for joining us. In this episode, I'm really, really excited to chat to Nikki Saunders. Nikki, you might remember, was a guest right at the start of the podcast. She's author of the original Eddie series books. Nikki was born in Suffolk. She's got two children and she's worked in special education. And Nikki's son was just diagnosed autistic and she found there was a real lack of inclusion on the bookshelves. And after scribbling social stories for different situations, she used her creative eye and went on to publish My Awesome Autism for her son. And it was such a success that she wanted to share this with other children and families worldwide and normalise these sort of conversations everywhere. Um, and she received so many, I've seen them on social media, these beautiful, heartwarming comments and messages and receipt of her books. Um, and they're just beautiful. And yeah, her books are created for children and they're absolutely fantastic. She's got a whole range of them. Um, and she's back on to announce some big news, but I'll, I'll hold the suspense and we'll tell people in a minute. <laughs> Hi, Nikki, how are you? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So before you announce your big news, can you firstly, I've given a little overview about what your books are, but not all of our listeners will have listened to the whole back catalogue of um of episodes on the podcast, although I would invite them to do so. <laughs> but can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, your books, because I've only mentioned one of them, and I know there's a whole range of them, and why you wrote them, that sort of thing, please. Of course, you describe me very well anyway. Um, so I'm Nikki, I'm a mum to two lovely boys, so I'm in Toby, and author of the Eddie series books. Um, now, my son was diagnosed when he was three. At the age of nine, he wanted to explore his diagnosis more um, and in a visual way as well. So we searched the bookshops and, you know, I was up against comments such as, you know, we don't stock that sort of book. And at a later date, I know, um, I think someone said to me to search in the self-help section, you know, and I was just really um, disappointed for my son and other, other people, you know, having to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I went home and wrote my own for him anyway and then he loved it so much it was amazing um, you know he corrected my grammar and loved <laughs> <my> sick men <laughs> he's got the best sense of humour um, and yeah I decided to publish it and after that parents asked me for one on siblings so I have my friend Eddie and you know my children went on a further journey um, so I've got goodness me we did welcome back Eddie after lockdown yes I remember that young, yeah and for my youngest we did I'm going to school little transition workbook uh, in lockdown we kept super busy with Eddie's book of idioms um another book learning about mistakes and how that's okay we all make them just you know finding the humor in it in a visual way and it the series has just grew and we've just I've loved every minute of it really Oh, and were they all sort of based on like problems your son faced then? Were they like, you talk about the idioms, was it like he was struggling with idioms and not really getting them? So you thought, oh, let's let's make a book about it and help him. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, he was in year five at the time and they were learning about idioms. So he would come home and tell me some would laugh, but there was some <laughs> where he, he said, what does that mean? Um, so I just created the book and he 
put his ideas in there, you know, so I feel like his voice is being heard and we just had so much fun doing them. My little one, the youngest, he just felt hilarious. And I think <laughs> in lockdown um, was just really lovely for all of us. So the series is very, very special to us. Yeah. Um, and we've also got um, Eddie's Busy Christmas, which is oh, yeah. which is great. But obviously that's quite a difficult one because you're trying to cover so much. You know, Christmas overwhelm is massive, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's me and the series. And it's been amazing, absolutely amazing journey, which I didn't ever expect to step out to do. <laughs> I think that's why it's so lovely. And I think that's why you come across so well, Nikki, as well, is because it's just, it's, it's so humble. It's just like, it, it literally sounds like you've just done these with your children and it's just yeah. become into a bigger thing than you expected. And it's just so lovely. <laughs> It's oh, really, thanks. really nice. Um, and last time when you were on the podcast, people might remember I was sort of pushing you. I was being a bit cheeky because I knew a little <laughs> bit, um, but I wasn't allowed to know very much. And I was trying to push you to find out what was the next stage with your books. But you can actually tell us now. So what is this exciting news? What's been going on since you last came on the podcast? Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. <laughs> so you did push me. You know, I really wanted to say <laughs> these things. It's just how it goes. So. Um, obviously, when I created my awesome autism, I created a character, and that character was, he looked like my son. We called him Eddie, because that's my son's great-grandfather, he, that's his name, sorry, and when he passed away a couple of days after my son was born, you know, it's just a way of us keeping that lovely, close connection. Um, Eddie, our character, looks like Ty, he's got a beautiful blonde hair, and he's amazing dark eyes he's even got his scooter <laughs> um so that character I thought would it would just be amazing if he could be on the biggest visual aid you know a screen is fantastic these days you know we can use it so positively for learning um so yeah I decided that it should be on tv one day somewhere <laughs> along the journey and Eddie has his own tv show out this autumn, autumn, out this autumn, called Ready Eddie Go, and it's twenty six seven minute episodes, and they are just incredible. I just I can't wait for everyone to see them. It's just so exciting, and it's even got um the dog is called Scout, and our dog is called Scout. You know, there's so much authenticity <laughs> in this. It's just brilliant. Oh, wow. So a TV series. It's absolutely fantastic. So, so exciting. Um, so who's the programme for? Is it is it predominantly for autistic kids or is it for everybody um, so that everyone un understands problems that autistic children might face um, or problems that anybody could face? That, what, who's it for? Exactly. It is for everyone. Mm -hmm. So obviously it's child-centred because that's the aim of our project completely. And um, that's the reality of it as well, authentically. Um, so it's for autistic children to, and it's never for a child to follow like a social story or a primer to comply ever. It yeah. is purely for the child to have as many goes as they want and to fulfill their wishes um, as they grow. So it's it's very holistic in, in that sense. You know, there's a narrator that helps Eddie through it because Eddie doesn't always understand some of the language. He needs it explained to him. Um, and also he does have some difficulties now and again regulating his emotions and we've normalised all of that and it's okay yeah. to feel whatever you do. So we have a trusty narrator to help Eddie through it. And hopefully, you know, it can help um, 
siblings and friends learn how we can help our friends who are autistic. Um, although I do believe that they're living in this life anyway. They, you know, children, they just understand each other so well. Yeah. Um, so it's about representation really on TV and it is for everyone. It's so funny as well. I can't wait for to see it and it's so entertaining. It is just, I hope everybody just loves it. Oh, it sounds brilliant. And it, I can't, genuinely can't wait to, well, I've watched a clip and we're going to watch a clip in a minute, but um, yeah, I am genuinely really excited. I've been telling my own kids oh. <laughs> and doing a bit of like a boast that I know Nikki Saunders um, oh. <laughs> and that she's got a TV programme and it's coming out on Sky. Um, so yeah, they're really, really excited. But so basically each of the episodes, I'm right in saying they're sort of, they're social stories in a sense, aren't they? They're sort of going through a situation that a child might find difficult, any child might find difficult, perhaps more so some autistic children. So things like going to the barbers and getting the haircut. And then am I right that at the start, the narrator sort of helps them go through prepare for, prepare ready for the situation before he goes off and does it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, perfect. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, my research has worked. <laughs> Amazing. So Eddie's fine, he's autistic, he's kind, clever, uh, he's adorable actually, but equally such a super imaginative little boy and that's one of his strengths, that's his superpower. So actually what's happening is throughout the episode it's imagined and at the end mum or dad says, Eddie, time to go on. and you might recognise my voice because I'm mum in the theory. <laughs> I am. Um, and it's just, it's broken down into small sections, five sections, just so that at the at the start zone, we call it, um, that's where Eddie learns what's on his calendar this day, what he's doing today. And he talks about his emotions or um, the narrator might prompt how he might be feeling or what he might expect. So he goes through every section, you know, feeling different emotions. You know, you can see him, how he interacts with his friends or how he might resist something. Um, and Eddie is always understood. I feel like the, the narrator is meeting his needs. So that's what makes me really happy about this. Yeah. Because he's, he's able to try this new experience. But he he's also told that he doesn't have to go any further if he doesn't want right. to. You know, it's so, all about his face. So. Yeah, and really sort of neuroaffirming then. It's not, not yeah. like a social situation where we're trying to change the way a child is. Not trying to make a... Neurodiverse, neurodivergent child neurotypical you're just no trying way. to give them a little help if they need it with some situations because there are autistic children obviously who want to find it easier to go to the barbers perhaps or want to find it easier to go then and are after some skills and some support from parents or teachers in those situations so it's sort of helping exactly. them that way yeah and I think sometimes they want to know what to expect as well yeah. you know it's all very well it's easy for us parents we're so busy you know we can say right we're going here today we're doing you know, going to the barbers and you'll see this and you'll see that, but obviously these, our children need to see these visually. Well, what do they do? What are they yeah. for? Be specific, tell me. And if we can give them as much information as possible, we're opening up that opportunity for them to to make that choice, really. Yeah, makes it so much easier for them. They can preempt what's going to happen and sort of go through it. Like like Eddie does in the TV series, they can go through it in their imagination and work out what it's going to be like. And then then when they do it in real life, it's easier. So do in the actual TV programme, does it stop when it's like, when you say, ready, Eddie, go, is that when it stops? Or do you see him do the actual thing? If you see what I mean, does he actually, or is it yeah. all just imaginative? So it's, the whole thing's imagined. And right at the end, um, Eddie's in the end zone with his scooter and 
he's dancing on disco lights, which is something that my son used to do when he was a toddler. He used to love jumping on disco lights. It's such a fun Aww. activity. So, oh, there's so many lovely touches in there. Um, and then it, the parent calls him, his parents call him, and then you see him kind of, I don't know, you just see him built with so much confidence to just know what to expect. It's different. Um, but you don't see the actual scenario. You just yes. see the imagined one. Yeah. I love that. I was just thinking as well, it must be, it's going to be so helpful for parents as well, because yeah. it might be really, you know, <laughs> If your child finds some situations difficult, like going to the barbers or going to the supermarket or going to the dentist or whatever, um, watching somebody else teach, going through the situation with this child on TV and explaining, it's it's like giving parents a strategy almost, sort of helping them and, make it, and making parents not feel alone because there must be a lot of parents sat at home thinking, why does my child find it so difficult to do this when other children might not? You know, parents do compare all the time, don't they? It's just natural. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose you're giving them such strategies and then reassurance that it's okay and this is, you know, this is what happens sometimes and this is how you deal yeah, with it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when my son was younger, I could have done with this. I'd have loved mm. it, you know, because I would have learned so much from it too. There's so many strategies strategies in there that we've had to learn um, and not all in one go like this, you know, yeah. um, like hair washing. You know, I can remember feeling like I was the only parent that might have been struggling with that. And like you yeah. say, you can't feel alone. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think it connects people a little bit more. Yeah, so because and it maybe opens up a few more conversations because I think mm. a lot of these things, you, I bet you feel quite isolated as a parent and not yeah. wanting to perhaps talk about it. If, pe- if you don't think anybody else is struggling with that at home, like the hair washing, for example, you might not want to, or like when you're seeing other mums at the school gates or at parent groups or whatever, you not, might not want to be like, oh, are you finding it tricky washing hair? Because they might be like, mm, well, no. And then yeah. you'd, feel, you'd feel the sort of shame or even sort of, to your partner or to grandparents just to explain that it is quite normal for this to happen and for children to find these things difficult and having it on tv is like yeah it just normalizes it and makes it opens up more conversations like you say I think it's gonna be brilliant you're gonna help so many people genuinely aren't you like so many kids and families I really hope so and even you know just our pediatrician he helped us with hair washing and he said you know count down from five or ten just so that he knows when it's going to end yeah and the change that made obviously you have to do it repetitively you know the time was just amazing and actually when my son was little he is very very clever and he used to say bye bye bath time story then bedtime and actually this is the only episode where Eddie tries to get to the end zone halfway through it's really funny and I just love the humor in it Oh, and do you, do your kids recognise the little bits in there that are personal to your family as well? So like, the, oh, yeah. yeah, like little bits like, yeah, that's that's what I did, or uh, oh, yeah. that's lovely. Yeah, I think because they've been involved in it so much, and you know, they know so much about the episodes, and I've talked to them about what we've um, gone over so much. And my eldest has been on some of the meetings as well. Um, oh, has he? Wow, he's <laughs> been involved in like production and stuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love that. His great work know, experience yeah and he's there to correct me you know <laughs> uh, 
it's just been yeah it's been fascinating it really has so what other topics does it cover then you don't need to tell me all 20 whatever it was episodes but we've I mentioned barbers and I kept mentioning barbers because that was stuck in my head but what (laughs) what other topics do you cover I mean there are so many it's 26 but obviously the list is absolutely endless um, so we've got the birthday party. That's a good is, idea, yeah. Me and my boys in there singing happy birthday. It's so oh. cute. They love it. Um, you've got washing hair, obviously. You've got the yeah. cinema, seaside, doctors, yeah. dentist, dressing up, mm-hmm. uh, board games, which is all about winning and losing, um, and painting. And it's one of my favourites because it's all about you know, there's no mistakes and Eddie finds a mistake and turns it into this beautiful opportunity and his friends are involved trying to help him. Um, and at I the end, that. it's lovely. And at the end, there's this really amazing scene that the guys have done and all of the children's work is lined up and you can see just their little backs, you know, all, all lined up in a row, looking at their work and, you know, the narrator explains how everyone's work is unique it's different and it's beautiful it's just a really amazing message in that one I just love it um that's really nice because it's not just about painting as well is it it's kind of that covers sort of making mistakes in general I suppose isn't it and making mistakes in any sort of work you're doing or anything you're writing or drawing or whatever yeah it's like this little orange blob that goes on the paper and he goes orange doesn't go there you know and he's devastated because that's not what he had in his mind yeah um his friend gives him an idea of what it could be and then his other friend Nina gives him an idea of what it can be and then he finds an idea and flips the paper and makes it into part of his interest which is space he absolutely loves space and it's just yeah it's it's amazing I'm really really pleased that's such a lovely message as well isn't it like that when things when curveballs are thrown in your path sort of thing you can you can talk to other people or think of your own ideas of how you're going to change the narrative what's going to happen embrace yeah. it that's lovely yeah and I think the influence his friends have on him are really positive yeah because their characters are they're pretty empowering actually I mean Nina's very um she's quite assertive um she's brilliant and his other friend Akil he's such a smart clever boy and he's always there to help Eddie so I just think they represent brilliant. children in a lovely way yeah, which a lot of children, like you said at the start, really are. It's more grown-ups that need the help, isn't yeah. it? They're actually very good at stuff like that. Quite. Yeah. Are, the, are the other characters based on anyone you know, or are they just just generic children? Yeah, they're not based on anyone I know, personally, um, but obviously they're real people. And I can definitely relate each one of them to someone I know. I think every every child has a Nina friend and a kid. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's really lovely that's lovely for children to see like brilliant ways of supporting their friends as well it's another yeah. like positive message for them to see that isn't it and like good role models for them which is lovely to see on the on the screen exactly. um, so how do you think it will help autistic young people then how do you reckon your program I think we've t- talked about it a little bit but what, yeah. what, what how do you think it's going to help them I honestly think initially I think you'll find it entertaining and yeah. fun and I just love the fact that, you know, wherever they watch this, they can watch it on repeat and at their own at their own pace. There is no pressure in this and you can feel it um, as soon as you watch it. And I think there's, um, as the episode is broken down into five sections, there is a visual card for each one. 
so it really does help you to even more visually understand what's happening in each section um but yeah I think it will really help support them in new situations and hopefully environments too yeah and that sounds brilliant and I like the idea that it it has the same sort of routine if you like for each episode I presume that's been done purposefully as well given the same structure each time because not everybody obviously but lots of autistic children do in my experience um thrive when there's structure and routine and repetition of that same structure yeah it is that reliable structure and it's the same like you say it's consistent and I think consistency makes children feel safe yeah um, when they're navigating something new and unknown it must feel so scary to them so we wanted to give it as much structure and consistency as possible oh I'm so excited I bet I hope people who are watching this and listening are feeling just as excited as me (laughs) so how how did it all happen because like I know you said like you were just thinking you'd done the books and then you were like oh I think I think it should be on tv but like a lot of people think they should be on tv and it doesn't happen so <laughs> how, how how did that go from Nikki thinking oh I think this would make a brilliant tv program to actually physically being on tv how did you do it well I think initially that determination was ignited uh the moment that lady said to me we don't stock that sort of book you know that doesn't just stop in the bookshop that that goes everywhere doesn't it through telly everywhere um and that it, I think that's stayed with me so I did lots of research and I was very determined and I reached out to a company um and actually they had the same values as I did and their company is inclusive which means the world to me and to them mm-hmm. you know and they're able to you know, if you speak to someone who's either worked in a then school or they have an autistic child in their family, you kind of just know, and yeah. they did. So it was lovely to hear their stories. They understood mine, and they just loved Eddie. And mm-hmm. we decided to go for it. And before you know it, we were um, in front of broadcasters, <gasps> which is crazy. I've never done anything like that in my life. Um, but, yeah, so we got a yes in the end, and we were just all so excited and honestly it's got the right people behind this you've got autistic writers neurodiverse staff eddie is voiced by an amazing talented little boy called grayson who is autistic and adhd it's yeah it's just it's wonderful i love that so that's how it came around <laughs> Yeah. Oh, amazing. And it just goes to show your determination as well, Nikki. That's wonderful that it's like, yeah. I wonder if that lady who was in that bookshop who said that comment realises um, what then happened afterwards. <laughs> probably not. She probably doesn't even remember probably saying not. it. But uh, yeah. can you, yeah. And it wasn't by any fault of hers. I could see that. It was just, there's nothing out there in our, our environment to tell yeah. you otherwise. Um and I never thought oh, I'd be the person to do that. It just uh, <laughs> pushed me even further. But yeah, it's it's a very, very exciting journey. So we're going to share a little clip. Sky Kids have let us do this, haven't they, Nikki? Um, <laughs> share a, a little clip of the TV programme. Now, if you're listening on the podcast and not watching on YouTube, obviously you're just going to hear it <laughs> because I can't <laughs> produce magic. <laughs> Um, but I would suggest you going over to YouTube, to the YouTube channel. Um, it's Sending the Experts on YouTube. If you have a look on there, you'll be able to watch this little clip as well. So before I play the clip, can you just give us a bit of context? It's only a very short clip. 
what is this episode about and what's what's going to happen? Okay, so this is a short clip and this is of um, Ellie trying new foods. Now, Ellie's trying broccoli here and we have had to kind of make it so that he goes through all of the stages and he does actually try the food at the end. Now, we know that that's definitely not going to happen straight away, Mm -hmm. uh, which is why we have rewarded every stage, such as looking, touching, with its own star, just to show you that that's an amazing achievement. Well done. You can leave the table. It's fine. Yeah. but obviously we've had to show this so that the child knows what to expect at the end. How do you feel? What might it look like? So Eddie's kind of um, guiding them as such. So it, it's really funny because initially Eddie's like, well, I don't have to try any food. I like my peas. I like this. I like that. Um, but it's just, it's really good. And, you know, he's guided through it so gently and it's almost like a computer game. So he's got his tick and his cross. And she says, you know, do you want to carry on or do you want to leave it there? And he chooses to carry on. So that just visually emphasises to the children that there is no pressure around food. And if you want to, here we go. Um, We can go to the next stage and show you what's there. Or you can opt out and that's fine. Well done for even saying yes initially. Because what child gets down from the table and goes, yes, I loved that cabbage or broccoli. Hopefully they (laughs) No, but I was, we wanted to be authentic here because you know like I said my son would go yay I did it or yay I ate it so he would kind of acknowledge to me I did that I achieved that that's massive to me yeah and it is broken down into small sections because eating is a huge process it's it uses all of your senses doesn't it looking yeah. and touching are all all part of eating so um yeah, just goes back to what we were advised by paediatricians and everything when he was younger. And it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. And I really hope, you know, it doesn't have to be broccoli, obviously. But I <laughs> you have all these children across the UK <laughs> eating broccoli as a result of this, Nikki. Yeah, <laughs> swap that for something else. No, I just, and if not, I just hope it's entertaining because it's a, his imagination makes it really funny in this one as well. Yeah, right, we're going to play it and we can just watch it. So here you go. First, you'll take a good look at the broccoli. What colour is it? Green! That's my favourite colour. Look, my peas are green too. And I really like rose. That's promising. What about shape? This bit's a rectangle. Then it goes all fizzy-wizzy. Does it remind you of anything? A big tree. <laughs> and how about size? Is it big, small, or in the middle? Hmm, in the middle. He'd be shorter without the hair. <laughs> I'm finished looking. Well done, Eddie. What an achievement. You can get down from the table if you like. Or you can explore the broccoli a bit more. What do you think? Let's keep going. Great. <laughs> Oh, it's brilliant. The characters just—he just Eddie just looks so fantastic, doesn't he? <laughs> He's oh, he is lovely, and the animation is just so beautiful itself. It is, it's very cool. It really yeah. is. I, I love, I yeah, I love how he says, "Hey, let's give it a try." Like when he gets the option at the end, like if you want to keep going, or yeah, do you want to keep going, or do you want to stop? And he's like, oh, "Let's keep going." It's just yeah. yeah, it's how a kid would do it as well. It's not exactly. It feels very authentic. It feels very much like how children are and like them being like yeah, yeah I'm gonna brace it or now nah, I'm done 
I love that. He's in the driving seat. He's in control. So yes, I think that's what that's why he does so well. Yeah, and I think it, again another really useful one for parents who or teachers who are supporting children who are struggling with um, eating different foods, perhaps that yeah a useful one for them to watch and see that it is such a gradual process that it's not something like you say that's gonna you're not just suddenly gonna be able to not every time go from not wanting to eat it to suddenly eating it but there's these little stages need to be rewarded and need to be praised for they're having a go and having yeah and if they don't want to then they don't want to I just think that's a lovely message no pressure it's nice yeah it's lovely and I think you know every new experience or new food a child tries it helps to build new pathways in the brain um which helps them for when they're older so yeah. you know I just hope it's helpful that's the main thing yeah and what would you say if there's um like a parent who is watching that and thinking well if even if I try that I don't think my child will eat the food would you say does it matter not at all it no. really doesn't I think if it's in their environment and they can tolerate it even you know even on a different table to start with and then eventually tolerate it on their table then that's amazing that is going to help them just navigate through different places as they get older you know it's not it's not all about putting it in your mouth all of the time it's it's a whole sensory experience yeah no brilliant so what are your hopes then I think we've spoken a little bit but your hopes in general <laughs> for Ready Eddie Go is it going to become are we going to Hollywood Nikki <laughs> Well, what are your hopes for it? Honestly, my hopes for it are for children to feel they can relate to Eddie and to each other more. Um, that their their traits and characteristics are more common than what they might feel or think. Uh, that they feel valued, special, and included. And other people, you know, this could this is an eye opener for them. And actually, it just brings so much understanding. So I, I think, for me, I just want it to work so that children feel happy oh, and okay. supported. That's the only thing. Um, that's the main thing I want for this. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's not about anything else, but for the children to feel happy, supported, understood and included. There you go. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful answer. That's so lovely. But, yeah. Just went in, basically you went into completely change society and make everybody inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Every child feel yeah, which it should be. So yeah, I think that's why not aim for that. That's fun, absolutely brilliant. Um, and what do your boys think about it? Do they love it, Nikki? Oh my goodness, they love it so much. From from day one, you know, and from going to London to do some voiceovers and joining in. Because obviously, you know, Tyler can't be Eddie because as he's becoming a teenager, his voice is changing. Oh, and he doesn't of course fine um however he is included and he understands that you know why and what bits he can and can't do him and his brother have had great fun um but I showed him a clip yesterday actually and it was the very latest updated sparkly clip that I'd seen and he he was beaming from ear to ear just so proud so excited um and desperate tricks come out honestly they are they are both so proud and I think because my youngest um my I'm going to school book was mainly for him he's yeah. super excited as well so yeah oh, no honestly I wish I could video them and show everyone their faces when they they watch this but obviously um you know my eldest is like no mum it's far too cool for this yeah <laughs> 
Going on my videos, I'm like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But we can imagine, can't we? So the other bit, you've mentioned the narrator quite a bit. We're sketching around. Who's actually narrating it then, Nikki? Because this is, I believe, a big thing. How have I not said that yet? I know, you've mentioned mentioned the narrator and I've been like, oh, are you going to tell us who? Yeah, sorry. It's narrated by the lovely Jodie Whittaker. Wow. Um, She is really behind this. She's perfect for this. I think her voice is so joyful she's so kind and empathetic she's just perfect and I met her and she's a such a lovely lady oh that's amazing and most important question where can people watch it and when because when this comes out it will actually be out so people listening or watching this are going to be thinking right I need to go and watch this so where where do they go okay so as far as I'm aware autumn time Mm -hmm. so october time um October time not October time October <laughs> time I like October time <laughs> October berries come out <laughs> it doesn't even exist so <laughs> I'm keeping this in sorry so it'll be out October time on Sky Kids and I do believe they have their own YouTube channel as well oh, cool so check that in case yeah yeah Brilliant. And we've said how many episodes are. What is your favourite episode, though? Oh, good question. Um, I love so many of them. Do you know what? I think it's really hard to choose one. You've got Grandpa visiting, which is the sweetest, sweetest little episode, because obviously it's hard for Eddie to have visitors. Um, If they're unexpected, he needs to know when they're coming. He doesn't like them leaving. Um, But I think possibly painting yeah I just think it's really lovely and obviously my children they've always loved doing arts and crafts at home and that's been our way of learning that mistakes are okay um so I think that one's special to us yeah so that's possibly why but when you watch them it's really hard to pick one because some are just so funny um and others are um just really sweet and they have they've all got lovely messages yeah. behind each one so I'll be interested to hear people's feedback on yes absolutely um and talking more generally then why is it so important to have tv programs like this and books like yours with autistic characters in it because I I feel they've been overlooked for a very long time you know it it doesn't ref- TV and books hasn't always reflected real life. Everyone yeah. should be included and everyone deserves to be included. Um, so I think, I do think TV is slowly improving. Um, it's not consistent at the moment, but um, yeah. And equally, I do think autistic and neurodiverse people in the workplace and, and in employment have been overlooked as well. Yeah. And I have no idea why, because the skills and the opportunities they can bring you is incredible. Yeah. So I do think it starts behind the scenes as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's so important. Everyone deserves to feel represented. Wonderful. Um, and there's a lot of pressure to get that representation right, isn't there? A yeah. huge amount of pressure. I imagine you're <laughs> feeling it. And a little. you don't need to be nervous because it's brilliant. Um, but I imagine there would have been some nerves when you're creating it that you've got to get it right for these children to make sure that you're representing them correctly was it something that worried you and are you happy with how it turned out I don't think it did really because it's authentic 
Yeah. Now, I think, of course, making any show or any book that you're creating, you, you desperately want to get it right for who it's for, for the children. That You know, we just want to get everything just so perfect for them that it, they can get the best from it um, and learn and grow. So, yeah, I, I think because it's authentic and it's based on real people and yeah. we have artistic writers and neurodiverse staff behind the scenes that um, there's, there's just so many people involved. It's a collaborative thing that it's, you can't go wrong when it's based on real life things really. I mean, we've had our, our life kind of unpicked every week um, <laughs> in the making of this. It's just been incredible. So people do really care and they listen. And I think that's, that's how we got here. Yeah, so, and it sounds like it's the people you've chosen and have chosen when you've done the partnership with the people who've created Eddie. It's yeah, it's getting that right. I suppose set the foundations for it to be able to represent children who are autistic correctly in a way. If you hadn't yeah. got the correct team, then it, it yeah you might not have done. But yeah, brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people are really keen to hear recommendations of TV shows that represent children and young people with SCND in general. Is there any other TV programmes or any other books that you think have done this well? Maybe not necessarily for autistic children, or it could be, but SEND in general. Yeah, um, I know there is A Kind of Spark, which is yeah. on BBC, and she's 11, isn't she? She's autistic, and that's that's really interesting. And also authentic, so the writer, I believe, is autistic. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and have you ever seen Disney's short short film called loop no i need to oh if you can find it it's amazing it's it's only a short clip and it's about two two teenagers i think a girl and a boy and they're on this lake in a canoe and the little girl is non-speaking and at first he doesn't quite understand her but as they go on this journey he just learns to communicate with her and he listens um, with his eyes, basically, yeah. and he kind of looks at her and understands what she needs, and it's it is really good. Oh, so I'm going to look that one up myself. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Well, um, and lastly, if you can, you just give us some links on where to find you on. So it always sounds dodgy when I say where to find you, but <laughs> on social media and your books. And we've spoken about how to find Ready Eddie Go, but where can they find your books and like links, etc.? I'll put them in the show notes as well as any other relevant resources that we've got too. Sure. So I am at NR Saunders Books on all of my social media. Um, and Ready to Go is at Ready to Go and Instagram is Ready to Go TV. Yeah. However, the website, which will be up by the time this is out, and it's incredible actually, it's really good. With links to everything, that will be www.readytogo.com. Brilliant. Oh, that's nice and simple. And I love your consistency yeah. across <laughs> social media. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Then you know where you're at then, don't you? Um, yeah. But yeah, everything's out there and it'll be available when this is out, really. So I'm very excited. I just hope everybody just loves it. And I'm sure they will. And thank you so much for coming on here, Nikki. You've been an absolute brilliant guest as always. And it's lovely to have people come back. It's nice to have had the podcast long enough <laughs> that we've got returning guests that life has changed and things have happened and they can come back and tell us stuff. <laughs> finally answer your questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome.
I love having Nikki on the podcast. Isn't it brilliant what she's achieved? Um, obviously, go and check out her TV program on Sky Kids. I've also put links to her first podcast episode with us for you to listen to if you've not already done so. And there's also links in the show notes below to sp- some specific resources that were actually created with Nikki on the Twinkle website. So these include sensory and emotional awareness activities, explaining autism to friends, etc. There's loads of brilliant resources. So do go and have a look at them. And thanks again for listening to Sending the Experts with me, Georgina Durrance. See you next time. Thank you.